0: 93.3 and AM 560. It's not all kumbaya, but
1: it's straightforward. KWTO.
0: This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 93.3 KWTO and stream us on the 93.3 mobile app. Well, in the Missouri General Assembly, universal school choice feels a little bit like, uh, maybe like Moby Dick, the great white whale that we've been chasing as a state for the better part of three decades. A little bit of uh, little small uh, bites at a time, but largely Missouri has hung out behind the other states in the country that have achieved school choice. There's a lot of enthusiasm around this issue going into next year and looking out over the next five years. One of the biggest champions of Universal School Choice is State Representative and Senate Candidate Doug Ritchie. Doug, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, Elijah. It's great to be on your program, as always. Doug, tell us a little bit,
0: before we jump into School Choice, we have to do our question of the day. Question of the day today, what is your all-time favorite gift that you have given for
1: Christmas? Ooh, that's a great question. So I purchased a pocket knife for my son-in-law that uh, used wood from a castle in Germany from the 10th century. And uh, it's just a a tremendous uh, pocket knife, a great uh, legacy item. Uh, He and I now both have uh, a matching uh, pocket knife, and that, uh, that kind of ranks up there for me.
0: I love it. I love it. I, I can't say on the air today what I'm getting my son for Christmas, but certainly in the same vein as uh, as this conversation. Okay, uh, Representative, this has been burning hot, uh, especially on social media over the weekend and in the last week. A lot of conversations about school choice. What can we get it done this year in Missouri? You've been in the middle of all these conversations. Walk us through what's the what's the optimism level for school choice this coming year?
1: Well, I I am a uh, a happy warrior. I'm one of those people that goes into each session uh, hopeful, but also you know I'm willing to acknowledge the reality. Nothing in this context happens easily. It is always a hard fought battle. You know that. I know that. We all we all get it. But uh, there are things going on right now that make it more likely for efforts. Uh, like this, with universal school choice, uh, to actually succeed. We've seen um, cycle after cycle, um, dismal results in terms of the way that children are being educated in our public schools. Uh, we are seeing uh, increasing alarm among parents in terms of the way in which their their kids are being taught on very divisive issues. Uh, they're being hypersexualized. Um, We have, I mean, just the list goes on and on, right? We have a lot of entities outside, both in the national conversation as well as within the state of Missouri, that are focusing on this issue. And quite frankly, Republicans in general are really starting to lean into this and and hold their um, elected officials accountable to the fact that the, the party platform itself just speaks to the fact that we support efforts like this. Why are you not? You
0: know, it's interesting, and I think one of the things I hear from local individuals is, well, the school choice conversation is fine, but it's a bunch of out-of-state people that want school choice. It's not really Missourians. They're, by and large, happy with the public schools. Do you agree or disagree with that statement?
1: I don't agree with that statement. I was in Slater, Missouri, uh, at, a, at a fall festival, and a gentleman came up to me and asked me a question, and there were people standing around and he said, are we actually ever going to be able to see uh, a day in Missouri where money actually follows the students? And I said, absolutely. It just requires state representatives and state senators to have the gumption to do the right thing. And that's exactly what they were wanting. And that's that's rural Missouri. Right. Yeah, it
0: is. Um... You know, I guess the big, big, big question then is, let's say we do school choice. Everybody has a different idea of what school choice looks like in Missouri. What are the two or three big schools of thought, and which one do you think has the best chance to pass?
1: Sure. So we've had for many years discussions sending around uh, public charters and being able to expand those. Incidentally, I'm, I have a piece of legislation ready to be pre-filed. I'm just not in just city right now to do it. Uh, to expand that option uh, that is a it's a good option for uh, parents in communities where there's a large enough body of those parents to uh, to press for that uh, so there's been a lot of conversation around public charter schools uh, we have uh, thankfully though it's not where it needs to be uh, in, in totality but the ESA discussion um, we have this here as far as a refundable uh, education tax credit for uh, covering the expenses of education for kids outside of public education. And then you also have the ongoing conversation that has to has to persist, and that is to reform DESE itself. Uh, there, there are problems within DESE. Uh, it's bloated. Uh, it's suffered from mission creep over many decades. Uh, we've got to work to reform uh, DESE because, quite frankly, our public school districts, um, suffer when Desi isn't focusing on education the way that it should be.
0: And you mentioned that, you know, Desi uh, mission creep. When Desi was started, I think it was originally started as sort of a warehousing of information. Now, you've got 1100, 1200 employees employed by Desi. You go through and just figure out the amount of money we spend on employee salaries at Desi, and I'm not sure how many of them are helping our individual school districts improve test scores. You got to wonder how much of that money is
1: being wasted. Sure. And then you look at the fact that, you know, the, the 10 plus billion dollars that we have in there this year, uh, you take out the, the federal stimulus type dollars. Uh, we all know that those aren't long-term, but you, you still find that well over 30% of its budget has nothing to do with even educating kids. Uh, it's, it's it's nonsensical. So we have we have tremendous bloat and we also now have, the Federal Department of Education, as well as DESE, uh, pressing districts to expand their operations into becoming social services hubs, right? So, you know, school districts are feeling pressed to do uh, a lot more than educate kids. And um, we we have to get to a point where school districts are able to say, listen, we exist for one reason and one reason only, to educate well the children that come through our doors. That's what we're here for. That's not to say that other programs aren't good or needed, but our sole purpose for existence is to educate kids. And we've got to get back to doing that because we are, we're turning our school districts as a result of DESE and the department of education into, um, uh, counseling and and social services and mental health coordinators. And, um, all of that diverts attention and energy away from the one thing that schools exist for.
0: One of the other conversations that we've had has been the conversation about open enrollment in the state, breaking down the walls between the different public school districts. What's, what's the conversation like there?
1: Yeah, I think that anyone that's interested in educational freedom recognizes that open enrollment is a part of that conversation, but that only that only serves to uh, address a, a small part of the need, right? I mean, I, that's where I think that it's it's helpful to remember each one of these efforts, whether you're talking about uh, public charter expansion, open enrollment, ESA reform, uh, a, a universal school choice model like what we're doing here in this bill in House Bill 1911, Uh, reforming death. They're all important, and they all together play a necessary role in giving parents in the state of Missouri uh, every tool possible to um, make sure that their children are being well-educated.
0: Okay, let's talk about school districts. We got over 500 school districts in the state of Missouri. That puts us well in the top third of school districts. I mean, you've got states that are similar size that have under 100 school districts. Is there any chance that we can consolidate some of those? Will that, that remove some of the bureaucracy or is that a non starter?
1: Yeah, so even superintendents, they will in hushed tones <laughs> talk about the important need for consolidation, but no one wants to go on record uh, to discuss that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, there, there are districts that would be, that, where children would be far better off. If you had two or three districts uh, joined together, they could uh, remove some of the costs in terms of redundancy on administrative tasks, but to where you would have more resources available to provide for the needs of the kids. Um, it's just one of those things. Every community that has a school district uh, begins to get very nervous because they don't want to lose uh, the mascot on the uh, water tower.
0: Yeah, that's been that's been. I remember that conversation coming up years ago, and immediately you had a lot of the smaller school just, dis- oh no, no no, we we've got a lifetime of history as the Stallions or as the Bears or whatever their team was, and we can't lose that, and we're certainly not going to for like merge with our biggest rival. It's really interesting when you debate that. Okay, where's the problem on school choices? The problem in the House is the problem in the Senate. What's been the barrier? to getting something done in the general assembly.
1: Uh, The problem exists in both chambers, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, just speaking candidly, uh, which is always dangerous (laughs) because we have to work, we have to work together and we have to negotiate and um, uh, things of that nature. But the problem does exist in both chambers. We have, we do have Republicans uh, in both chambers that are, very concerned about doing anything that goes against the opinion of their superintendents back home. Um, and that, that's just the reality. So we have to, we have to be able to overcome that. And I, that's where I think that, um, the conversation right now that's, that's taking place in the state of Missouri by Missouri people, as well as the national conversation, it continues to speak into those, uh, those relationships because I think that uh, we have seen some movement on the part of, of um, representatives or senators who have historically been very hesitant to support educational freedom, uh, who now, post pandemic, have grown very dissatisfied because of the, the, the politicization of, of the classroom and the hypersexualization that's taking place. So um, the, the problem exists in both chambers, and we have to make sure that Republicans understand this is a part of our platform. Uh, this isn't uh, fringe at all. It's been in our platform for a long time. There's good reason for us to champion the freedom of, of parents, um, because quite frankly, at the end of the day, the, the government is siphoning off money from their paychecks to prop up a system that is lackluster. And if we're taking money from them to prop up a system that is, that is producing very... Poor results then it, it stands to reason that we would do what we can to move that money back to them if they decide to take their kids elsewhere
0: how much does the how much does the governor matter in this, this fight or debate
1: If we had a governor that was a champion for educational choice, it would make it easier when we're, we're um, negotiating with the Senate. So I, the governor does play a big role. Now, I've, I'm grateful our governor has, has signed uh, educational reform bills. He signed the bill that I, I uh, sponsored to fix the charter funding problem. So I'm grateful for that. But we need people in every level of this legislative process who will lean into and fight for parents.
0: You know, you've mentioned a couple times the, what COVID did. Um, how much is that? Did, how much did COVID s- supersize this conversation? D- d- is that why we're suddenly seeming like that there's a path for? It? Cause you know, when I was in the legislature and my last year was, was the first year of COVID, I felt like the conversation about ed reform never made any traction. And then since COVID, obviously the legislature hasn't necessarily moved the ball at all, but I feel like the conversation's been a lot more heated, a lot more interesting because of what happened during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I think that you had parents that were re, that became re-engaged um, with their children's education. That's when we became very much aware of what had been going on for a while when it came to critical race theory and some of the DEI um, inputs to curriculum. Um, what their kids were being encouraged to embrace or not embrace really upset parents. Uh, you had the mandates that were affecting even the health of children that um, concerned parents. And then on top of that, when parents were reaching out to legislators because superintendents and, and, in, and in some cases, even school boards were just simply dismissing their concerns, um, that, that ratcheted up the conversation. And I think that that did um, play into this broader uh, effort now. Uh, in a significant way that in conjunction with the fact that we have now for years seen um, very disappointing results coming out of our schools.
0: Yeah, we're certainly seeing that in Springfield. We've got, you know, a good decade plus of declining test scores. And so certainly in our school board races, that conversation has been brought up numerous times. And I think we're, we're starting to look at that more on a statewide level, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, you're, you're in the process right now of running for state senate. How much does this education debate matter in your state senate race, or how, how much do you hear about it from the voters?
1: Well, I've been invited to uh, people's homes to have living room conversations, and uh, the, the first questions that often emerge in those conversations coming from voters uh, is um, educational choice money following the students and and as you all know, the Senate district that I'm running uh, for uh, is by and large rural. So um, this isn't like suburbia uh, by any means. So yeah, it's it's a topic of conversation. Uh, people care about this. Uh, parents do not like to be put in a position where they're made out to, to not have the best interest for their children at heart. And um, when they are made to feel like They need to sit down, shut up and listen to the experts that uh, that upsets them. And rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Again, Doug Ritchie, he serves in the state legislature. Um, Tell us a little bit about where you serve in the legislature geographically.
1: Sure. I'm in eastern Clay County, so it's the rural part of Clay County. So I live in Excelsior Springs. Uh, I'm in my third term. Uh, It's uh, House District number 39.
0: Very good, Doug Ritchie. He's in currently in the State House. He's running for State Senate. Thanks so much for joining us talking about education reform today.
1: Thank you, Elijah.
0: Again, that was Doug Ritchie. You know, listen, I he, here's my thoughts. I, I'd love to see education reform happen in the House. It was a big issue that I worked on while I was Speaker of the House. We got no traction on the issue. We, I remember we one time we had a big discussion within our caucus. I was ready to go to the floor and take the vote, and my staff's like, we just... You know, again, like the line from the Hamilton plane, you don't have the votes. And we just didn't have the votes to move the ball forward. A lot of conversation now. It looks like there may be some, some movement to try to get this done next year. But I agree with Representative Ritchie. The number one thing that needs to change in order to move this ball across the goal line is a, a, a governor that's engaged. And I think that the next governor will, will dictate. Whether or not there's a real path forward for education reform in Missouri. All right, we got more to go. We got a snake draft coming up. Stick around, we'll be right back.